0: Welcome to Betting Weekly, Extra Time, La Liga edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and Rory Barlow, editor of Football Espana. Analysis for the upcoming fixtures on their way. But off the back of Copa del Rey semi-final second legs, Rory, we should mention this straight away. Fantastic performance from Real Madrid against Barcelona last night. 4-0 Benzema's absolutely flying. He's second... Uh, when it comes to the golden boot in the league as well. I mean, I didn't actually see that one coming. You were across it last night. How good a performance was it?
1: It was good. I I sort of thought Real Madrid might make it through. I did not think it would be 4-0. This is the first time they've scored four at Camp Now since the 60s, which tells you that it's been a long, long time. Um, and and yeah, Real Madrids they were kind of outplayed in the first half. But then, as we've seen so often with Real Madrid, what they do is they... They put up with it, they deal with the pressure, they survive until they get that one break and then they rip you open as they did at the very end of the first half. And then in the second half, they they were just rampant. They had the confidence at that point. Barcelona kind of disintegrated a couple of silly goals from Barcelona's point of view. Bad penalty to give away. And, uh, and yeah, Real Madrid are going to Real Madrid. Thibaut Courtois, Karim Benzema... That is the formula for for winning for Real Madrid. And Courtois made a big save and literally less than a minute later, Benzema, well, it was Vinicius the goal was given to, but Benzema is crucial in in scoring that first goal. And and from there on, there was only one winner.
0: I I don't want to say that Real Madrid are in the form of the season at the moment because it's difficult to analyse them because obviously they were beaten by Barcelona in the league recently. But you, you do tend to think that when they really want to turn it on, I mean... You know, they tend to play really well. We've seen that in the Champions League as well, but they are way off the pace in the league. I mean, they're not going to catch Barcelona when it comes to the title, are they?
1: I don't think so. There is a very slim possibility that Barcelona collapse mentally after this, but I just don't see it personally myself. I think Barcelona will will have too much for the other teams. And, and yeah, are they in the form of the season? It is two games, but I'd have to say yes. I mean, the difference is carrying Benzema. Benzema's scored two hat-tricks in two games. And when he's on form, when he's playing like he is just now in these two games, Real Madrid are on a completely transformed side. You add into that form of Rodrigo, Eduardo Camavinga's been absolutely stellar as well. He was at left-back last night, and he pocketed both Ferran Torres and Rafinha with, with very little sort of trouble. And, and so, yeah... Benzema is the difference maker. We know that for this side. Vinicius has been their best player up until now all the season, I'd say. But the two of them together, when they're playing together, they are almost unstoppable. They're the best duo in world football. And until this point, we've not seen it because Benzema's not been sharp, he's not been fit. But if he is, then I'd say that maybe makes him favourites for the Champions League.
0: It's going to be interesting when it comes to the Champions League. Just finally on the Copa del Rey, obviously they take on Osasuna in the final. It's it's early May, uh, no prices yet, uh, bet rivers, but they will come through over the next day or so. I would have thought. Um, obviously Real Madrid will be short price favourites. Um, good win, obviously for for, for Osasuna uh, with a very late goal, making sure that they'll go through to the final after uh, drawing with Athletic Club, Rory.
1: Yeah, no dream win for Osasuna. Volley in the with about five minutes to go for Pablo Ibáñez, who two years ago was playing in the third division and then was signed for Osasuna's B team. It really was kind of jumpers for goalpost stuff for them. I think Osasuna, yeah, they'll they'll give Real Madrid a game. Real Madrid are obviously going to be strong favourites. I think the curious thing is that at the Bernabéu, the last two seasons they've got draws in both of those matches, whereas at El Sadar, Real Madrid have been not rampant, but comfortable enough against them. And and they beat them 2-0 last time out. And and yeah, I, I think it will be interesting to see how the game goes if Real Madrid do not score early, if they don't get ahead kind and of force Osasuna to come out at them, then, then I think it will be a tricky enough game because as we've seen with Real Madrid, it's when the teams sit in against them that that's when they have their troubles.
0: Well, we're going to kick off our weekend preview talking about uh, Osasuna. Uh, this is Saturday, 2 o'clock local, 8 a.m. Eastern. So if you're playing in the States, you've got to get up, up early for this one. And of course, all of the games are streamed live on the Bet Rivers app. So you can watch this one and indeed all the fixtures this weekend, as per usual. I, I guess the thing is, from a, from an Osasuda point of view, and they're playing Elche. They're minus 127 to win the game. Elche plus 410 and the draw plus 250 is what is their state of mind after making the copper final? Um, are betters in danger of overplaying that or underplaying it? What will Osasuna do? How will they be feeling now back in league action, Rory? Yeah, it's very hard to tell exactly
1: how they're going to respond. I mean, they were out till till 3am. Well, it was only 3am when they got back to Pamplona um, after the, the match and they were celebrating with their fans in the main square. And I think... For Osasuna, it's going to be sort of a battle between is this going to be a side that's exhausted mentally after that or is it a side that is on a high, that adrenaline's still pumping, they get back to to El Sarar and their fans are going to be absolutely bouncing to welcome them back as well. Um, I, I personally made them favourites for it, but I think it might be reasonably tight. The thing... I, I, th- I think normally if this was a different side, I maybe would have gone against Osasuna or, or not necessarily played on it. But the fact, it, it's just Elche. Elche are not a great side. And Sebastian Beccasese had his first game in charge last weekend against Barcelona. got beat 4-0. I didn't really see much from them in that game to suggest that they're going to change their fortunes too much. And then if you take that away from home and you go to El Sadar, I, I have to make Ostasuna favourites. It should be said that, that was their first goal, that extra time volley. And it really was a volley from outside the box. It was not a chance, so to speak. It was just a, a good hit. That's their first goal since the 1st of March. So it has been a side that's really, really struggling for goals. Um, and, and yeah, that emotional impact will will play a large part in this game. But I still fancy
0: Osasuna as favourites for this match, it has to be said. Um. We're going to go for Osasuna, sort of, aren't we, Rory, with this one? There's a a caveat to it. And we're also not expecting goals, as you've outlined already. What's the pick? Under two and a half goals, Osasuna to win
1: or draw. That comes back at minus 118. I think, yeah, If perhaps if this wasn't after the Coppa, I would probably just be backing Osasuna. And I, I think if you want to increase your odds, by all means, go and do that. But... Just just that little sort of doubt about exactly how they're going to respond to it. Maybe they have a, a dodgy first 10 minutes against this Elche side. But but yeah, they have to be favourites against, against Elche because it's Elche.
0: They've drawn a lot of games anyway recently. I mean, you could make a case for that regardless, couldn't you? They've drawn five of their last seven at home. And as you mentioned, they've struggled to score as well. There's a lot of metrics that would suggest that this could be an unders game. If you're just looking to back unders, incidentally, it's minus... Uh, Seven of the last ten home league games have gone unders for Osasuna. But the selection is Osasuna or the tie, uh, and under two and a half goals, and it works out at minus one one eight. That's the game Saturday, two p.m. local, eight a.m. Eastern. Uh, let's move on to Sunday fixtures next that we're going to tackle. First of all, Real Betis against Cadiz. Here, this is Sunday four fifteen local, ten fifteen, uh, Eastern, uh, stateside. Real Betis minus one forty-eight. Cadiz. Plus 450, the draw, plus 285. Real Betis, they're fifth at the moment. They're out of Europe, obviously out of the copper as well. They're plus 250 to finish in the top four. Over the course of this season, we've talked about this every now and then. It looks like there's one place up for grabs when it comes to the Champions League, uh, with Real Sociedad, who are... Favourites at minus 125 to get that fourth place if we consider that Atleti are probably going to get third. Villarreal are plus 225 and Betis plus 250. Um, this is obviously what they're going to go for. So this is a big game in that uh, regard. Uh, Rory, do you think that they will qualify for the Champions League? How close might they go? Well, uh, if you go back to
1: the start of the season, you'll remember that Alan put his, his pick on Betis and I put mine on Villarreal. There's a point that separates them now and I have to say I would probably back both of them to overhaul Real Sociedad at this point, even though they're favourites, even though they've got that four-point gap to to Villarreal, I think it is, and it's three points to Betis. I, I, they're just struggling so much to score goals themselves and that is decisive. It's We've seen them collapse again and again in the second half of the season. They're out of Europe now, which will help, but... When it comes to those bigger games, and you saw them against Villarreal a couple of weeks ago go down 2-0, Villarreal probably had the better of the first half, Villarreal had the better of the second, but Villarreal couldn't convert their chances, and then Villarreal scored once, and then they scored, scored again pretty shortly after, and it's just that confidence. We've spoken about it with other teams. Once you get it into your head that you can't score goals, and if you know that there's no source of goals, regularly coming then it does up the pressure on every chance that you have because you know it might be your last in the game um so so yeah i think i would probably just about back maybe Villarreal if Gerard Moreno stays fit
0: if he doesn't then Betis have to be the favourites for me well Betis 250 plus 250 to finish in the top four they take on Cadiz uh this weekend as we mentioned their short price very a, a late defeat at Letty uh, last weekend for for Real Betis here. But uh, Cardiff's only two away wins all season. So I guess we're we're looking to back Real Betis here. It's just how we side with them, Rory. It is indeed. And I think Cardiff have
1: been better than expected away from home recently. They've not been too bad. There's a couple of draws, one against La Real, one against Almeria, where it should have been a win. Um, but they too are struggling for a bit of a lack of goal-scoring touch in the final third that hinders them a lot. I think this is a game they'll be doing a lot of defending. If you go back to the game in in October, it was nil nil between these sides. Pretty tight game. Pretty sort of back and forth, feisty. Sergio Canales was sent off. Um, and and curious story. He was sent off in that game by Matteo Lahoz for for dissent, and then he got sent off again a couple of weeks ago against Valladolid, and said this was premeditated. Uh, he, he said that he he was determined to send me off he's got a four game ban for that that has so he served that against atleti served the first game that's been lifted now by the court of arbitration for sport but he might still get banned he's going to be available for this match which i think is important because he gives them that creative touch he gives them that bit of incision that they lack especially without nabil fakir but uh but yeah i think that story and canales in particular will be motivated for this match Get, they've got a sense of injustice down in Seville, especially Sevilla and Betis, who feel like not only are Real Madrid and Barcelona being favoured by referees more generally, they feel like they're being persecuted. And so there's a sense of injustice. I think this will be a, a warm and night. I mean, it's Semana Santa just now. And so I think the Feria de Abril is coming up. I, I just think Betis will have too much. The momentum will be too much. They need this match. Fifth at home against fifth... Uh, worst in the table away from home I've always kind of said so far this season that Betis as much as I don't believe they've been playing well for large swathes of it they do tend to get the results that they should get against teams in the lower half and then if you see them against a team in the top half they will struggle more they'll draw or get beaten but but yeah I, I like Betis in this one under three and a half goals is where I've gone because as I say I don't think they're playing particularly well right now. Borja Iglesias yes, isn't on particularly good form. Juan, me, William Jose, nobody's really scoring a lot of goals for them. So, yeah, under three and a half goals, Betis to win, plus 117 is where I've gone with this one, Dan.
0: I like that one. Uh, Canales, incidentally, is plus 5,000 to get a red card in the game, plus <laughs> 610 just to be yellow carded. Be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, that's real Betis against Cadiz, which is Sunday, a little bit later on Sunday. We've got Amaria against Valencia. This is 6:30 local, 12:30 Eastern. Amaria plus 195. Valencia plus 150. Draw plus 235. Obviously, a big basement clash here between teams in 19th and 17th. The win for Amaria will see them leapfrog Valencia, separated only by goal difference at the moment. Um drawn drawn the last two. Um Valencia have been good at home since Baraja came in. Not so much away, Rory. And I guess that's what better should be focusing on.
1: Yeah, that's where I've kind of focused my my train of thought. Almeria, as much as I think they've been pretty poor for quite some time in La Liga just now, Ruby looked like he kind of saved his job just before the international break against Celta. I thought they would really struggle, but they were good for for parts of it. They created chances that two two draw, as we were saying just before we came on air, and and yeah, they I have seen a reaction, which is the important thing. Now There's still mistakes going on, but I think Luis Suarez had a very good game up front. The the Colombian Luis Suarez, for anyone who's wondering, but uh, but yeah, I think this Almeria side it does have some quality and it is a little bit lacking in goals. But at home against the Valencia side in this kind of relegation battle, I think it's going to be very hot and fiery in this game. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be hard fought. Valencia, as you say they they really hunted down Rio Vallecano on Monday night. They, they drew 1-1 with them. And similarly, at home, they really go after teams, but away, as you were saying, they've not had that kind of fire and that pressure. And so without that edge, I think it's a side that struggles because they're not doing anything particularly tactically genius. Edinson Cavani cannot score to save his life currently. They just really are missing a goal scorer. Um, but they did dominate that game on Monday night I think, as I say, this will be a tight game, bogged down. Almeria, since the World Cup, one of their 12 games has been under two and a half goals, and that was a 1 0 win at, at home to Barcelona. As much as they've been poured away from home and poor recently, they're still seventh in the home table, whereas Valencia are 18th away. So that shows you that these are two two sides that really do rely on their home form, they rely on that backing from the fans. And I expect this to be uh, a tight fought match. I do think there'll be a few goals because, as I say, Almeria games do tend to in- include goals. So I've gone over 1.5 goals. Almaria to win or draw,
0: and that gives you plus 108 back. Plus money for the selection. Incidentally, if you do think that it will be feisty, Bet Rivers have priced up match and team fouls that you can get involved with. It's all settled via Opta to data, uh, incidentally. So if you uh, believe total fouls the the line is uh over 29 and a half i must admit uh, it's not something that i look at generally and uh, for those of you who do like it then you've got to delve into some stats packages to maybe find out if that's a if that's a, a general average or not minus 121 over 29 and a half minus 132 under 29 and a half so you can have a look at total fouls and total team fouls as well uh for that one that's almeria versus valencia and the last we look at here um, is Rio against uh, Atleti, which is Sunday? It's uh, nine o'clock local, three p.m. Eastern. Good for us. Better's this one. Rio plus three fifty. Atleti are favourites at minus one ten. The draw is plus two forty five. Over and under here, but it's Atleti, so unders always short. Minus one sixty five. Over is plus one thirty three. Atleti. I mean, we talked about Real Madrid being in really good form, but Atleti top of the four and six match form tables. At the moment, uh, Rory, I was going to frame this for you, suggesting, you know, how does Simeone still motivate his side? Because they're clear in third. They're not going to win the title. They're almost certain to get Champions League football. They're not involved in European football. How does he motivate his players? Well, he must be doing something right. He must be still motivating them because they're in great form at the minute.
1: You know what? I honestly just think they're enjoying playing football as a team with a system that's working again. I think it's been so long since they felt like they were going in the right direction. It's been so long that the players have been under pressure. Simeone's been under pressure. There's been criticism. They don't quite have a settled lineup. Now that they do have everything in place, they have all the mechanisms that they want there to 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 win matches, to play matches. There's a real feel-good factor about them. And I think they're just enjoying playing football and winning matches, which it's just been a long time since they did that. So, so yeah, I think there's a, there's a good feel-good factor about Atleti. And it has to be said that Simeone, as much as, yeah, perhaps it looked as if perhaps it was going to come to an end this summer, a, a, a premature end to his contract. I, I just think he's got everyone moving in the right direction again. And when that does happen, Atleti are quite a force to be reckoned with, it has to be said.
0: I mean, this. look, we're talking here early April and there's going to be no prices for next season until pretty much this season is done, or at least when Barcelona get the title, we'll probably get some new prices for the 23-24 campaign. You say they're moving in the right direction. We know that they have been capable to, capable of winning La Liga against the big two in recent years. Do you, do you think potentially they, they could be primed to win the title next season? Are, are they that close to the other two or not? I mean, look they always have to be third
1: favourites because ultimately Real Madrid and Barcelona do just have more quality and, and more funds behind them. It depends a little bit on their transfer market. I'd say right now, the one thing that they're crucially lacking is a bit of a goal scorer. As much as Memphis has shown streaks of form, Marata, we know that he is permanently streaky. Um, they they are lacking a bit of a goal scorer. If you could put, say, Luis Suarez from a few seasons ago next to Griezmann, then maybe I would give them a bit more of a shout. But right now, I think they have to be seen as disruptors rather than perhaps challengers for the title. Um, But yeah, they are certainly moving towards an Atleti side
0: that is as good as I've seen in at least two and a half years, I think. Uh, Rio were fifth in early February, uh, but they have slipped down the standings. Uh, They're off the pace when it comes to getting a European place at the minute sixth gets you into Europe seventh doesn't obviously it could change probably will change if Real Madrid uh, win the copper. but it's been a disappointing slide for them hasn't it recently What what's changed with them do you think because earlier on this campaign there were you know very much a, an upwardly mobile side that people were looking to
1: yeah and I will they have been struggling of late, more or less since I got to Madrid, actually, it should be said. So apologies <laughs> <all these laughs> ar- 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 to <laughs> It's but, your fault. You're the jinx. <laughs> pretty much. Well, we saw this again last season where they kind of slipped off the pace very much in the second half of the season. They were in the European places. Ultimately, I think perhaps maybe there is an element of their first goal is relegation survival. Once you kind of know that you're well on your way to that, perhaps there's a slight drop in intensity. I think the addition of Raúl de Tomás up front has caused a kind of bit of disruption. I think we discussed that a few weeks ago where Sergio Cameo does a lot of things right. He works very hard, makes the right runs, but doesn't have the quality, vice versa. De Tomás has all the quality, but doesn't do a lot of the right things, especially for this Iraola side. And and so, yeah, I think it's been, a again, kind of an exhausting season. You look at a lot of their players, you look at Iraola. I think, quite a few of them are going to be moving on next season. And so I think perhaps focus has just shifted. But again, we do set expectations very high for Ryo based on that first half of the season, because this is a side that should be based on resources, battling relegation, and maybe off the back of last season, you say mid-table. But but yeah, this is a side that ultimately 14th is, is a good season for them. So, so yeah, perhaps it is just the regression to the mean again.
0: Uh, you like Atleti here? That's the selection. Just a straight win bet, uh, Rory.
1: Yep, I'm not messing about here. Atleti to win minus one ten. Six of their last seven, they've won. As you say, the only one they've not won was a draw away to Real Madrid. They're simply a bit of a winning machi- winning machine at the minute. And Angel Correa late, late goal against Betis, as we kind of mentioned, they fell to a late defeat. It was uh, a victory of faith. A, bit, a victory of faith. They just kind of kept going, and Correa kind of bustled through the Betis defense and. Give the Metropolitano a really kind of big, celebrity moment, a, a big outpouring of joy. So, so yeah, I, I think that are just in really good form for me right now. And maybe Real Madrid are making a case with the last two games that they've played, but right now they're the best team in La Liga, and so I, I can't really back against them, especially against a a Rio team that's that's out of form. They've conceded in six of their last seven, and and they haven't won in the last six or seven as well, I believe.
0: Incidentally, if you are playing Atleti, Bet Rivers, of course, betting play throughout these games right until the final whistle. And as Rory has just mentioned there, Atleti do score late. Um, 74th, 89th, 73rd, 86th and 90th minute winners, all 1-0 wins as well. So if you're playing correct scores in play, if you're playing just win draw, win markets in play, it's worth pointing out that you can get involved late for some decent odds when it comes to Atleti. They are minus 110 to beat Raya Vallecano. And that is the selection for the game that's Sunday, uh, local 9 o'clock, 3 p.m. Eastern. The other picks, just to remind you, Almeria against Valencia. We like Almeria. All the draw and over one and a half goals in that is plus 108. Real Betis and under three and a half against Cadiz is plus 117. And we like Osasuna all the time and under two and a half goals against Elche for the Saturday afternoon game. It's 8 a.m. Eastern. And just one final thing then, uh, Rory, before I let you escape here. We just touched on it before. I mean, Real Madrid in the Champions League here, if they are in the form of the season as far as they're concerned, and Benzema is absolutely flying. I mean, plus 700 to win the Champions League. They are fourth favourites behind Manchester City, uh, Napoli, and Bayern Munich, obviously they're in the same half of the draw as, as City of Munich, aren't they? But plus 700, I mean, that looks a big price to me.
1: Yeah, it looks a big price to a lot of people in Spain, it has to be said. I I think they are a bit long. I Ultimately, I don't think they're my favourites to win it, just about, because I think if you look at last season, the way they won those games was so miraculous that you cannot bank on that specifically happening again. But uh, but they can be ruled out. I mean, that mental hoodoo that they have over the likes of City is a major factor these days, and especially if, if Bentham is playing that well, then they will cause issues. They they are vulnerable at the back, and it should be said, even though they beat Barcelona 4-0 on last night, Wednesday, as we were kind of speaking, they, they did, they were dominated in the first half of that match, and they could have conceded one or two goals if Barcelona had been a bit more clinical. If they'd if you switch Benzema onto the other side, put it that way, I think I'd have no doubt that Barcelona would have won. But uh, but yeah, ultimately, you cannot cannot rule them out of winning it. And I think
0: their price should be, if it
1: was me pricing it, it would be about half that, put, put it
0: that way. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. It surprises me how big they are. I mean, I know they're in the tough half of the draw, but it's, I mean, Champions League games next week are going to be fascinating. That wraps it up, though, for the previews today. Um, we are back, of course, in around about seven days for a preview uh, for the following weekend's action, please join us then uh, and also stay across all of the Bet Rivers content at Because We Win. Bye for now.
1: Thanks for listening to
0: Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.